When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey you guys, welcome back to my podcast. I'm so excited for Valentine's Day, so I thought I would do kind of a little Valentine's Day special, like healthy relationships, what does it look like, how do we get into it, those types of things like in this podcast. So we're doing like a healthy relationship podcast inspired by Valentine's Day because I'm really excited for Valentine's Day. I just said Valentine's Day like 15 times, but I'm really excited guys. I think I talked about it in my last podcast, like Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday but I never really had anyone to share it with so I'm pretty excited for this year even though like sharing it just with yourself is super fulfilling as well I'm excited to switch it up and share Valentine's Day with another person you know the vibes but um okay so let's just get into the normal the normal spiel you guys can follow my Instagram and my TikTok at Victoria Duvall and you can also book me for one-on-one coaching which just fulfills me so much I love doing my coaching with you guys I love all of my clients which I'm sure a lot of you guys are listening right now I love you guys so much and it just fills me up so much to be able to assist you in your growth and bring you to the next level of your lives so yeah I just love my coaching so much and I'm actually going to be launching something on March 1st that is a special coaching something I'm not going to give it away but it's going to be like a special let me not give it away but yeah so there's something coming March 1st so anyway I felt like we should talk about healthy relationships today you guys know I mostly talk about romantic relationships and kind of getting out of the toxic and abusive relationship cycle and stepping into the healthy relationship cycle. Um, So I figured I would kind of show or tell how I got into healthy relationships and then also what they look like and from experience, you know, what a healthy relationship looks like. So it kind of gives you a baseline. And I felt that when I was not in a relationship, seeing an example, I only had one, Um, my mentor, Londrell, his relationship, that was kind of the only relationship that I felt Um, in any way was an example of a healthy relationship and I think seeing truly embodied divine unions and that's really what I'm talking about I'm talking about divine unions Um, seeing them is is not as common and so I think it's really important to be an example of of a divine union and 
show what it looks like, tell what it looks like. And so that people can have a baseline, it kind of expands. Like if you think it's not possible, then you're never going to be able to call it in because you're not going to even think that it exists. You're going to settle for something below it because you don't even think that it's out there. So I like talking about what I experienced and how I called it in. Um, so that you guys can see like, oh, this exists and this can be a new expansion of what I am looking for. So yeah, so getting into a healthy relationship, the first healthy relationship that you need to get into is the one with yourself. You will not be able to get into a healthy relationship if you are not in a healthy relationship with yourself. I think probably the biggest exemplar of being in a healthy relationship with yourself is your ability to be healthily on your own. Um, I've talked about this before, but I think that this is probably the hallmark of, um, well, you know, one of the hallmarks of being in a healthy relationship with yourself. How much do you enjoy your alone time? Um, What are you doing with your alone time? Do you truly love your solitude? Are you truly fulfilled on your own? And if you aren't, you know, finding out what areas you're not fulfilled in and then filling your cup in those areas. How is your relationship with yourself? How is your relationship with God? All of these things are super important to having a truly healthy relationship with yourself. And from that baseline, you can call in someone else who is also in a healthy relationship with themselves and you guys can create a healthy relationship together because healthy relationships are not 50% one person and 50% another person it's one person 100% on their own and another person 100% on their own and then you guys coming together and creating 200% together and you guys both creating a fulfilling and bountiful relationship together but you guys are both filled on your own you guys are both um, centered in your purpose and centered in yourselves and centered in God and I think that another super important aspect of healthy relationships is also the desire to be in one and I think so many times women kind of try to force men a lot of times to be in a healthy relationship like we're we feel like we're in a healthy relationship with ourselves, or we want a healthy relationship with this person and so we try to force them to to step into something we try to force them to step into themselves really but to step into a healthy relationship aka we're asking them to treat us better and that actually means that you're not in a healthy relationship with yourself so if you're trying to do that check yourself because most likely you are not in a healthy relationship with yourself because people who are are in healthy relationship relationships with themselves they are able to sit with themselves and then say I'm only going to be with other people who are also sitting with themselves other people who are also committed to themselves and I saw this quote the other day and it was like 80% of relationships I mean yeah 80% of relationships um are just like internal work and the other 20% is is you know communal work and that is so true like so true healthy relation to have a healthy relationship each person has to be willing and committed to consistently do the inner work with themselves If one of the partners is trying to do 100% of the inner work and the other partner is doing 0% of the inner work, that relationship will always be toxic. It will always be abusive. It will always be 
a trauma bond. It will always be a just a traumatic relationship. It will never be healthy if the other person isn't committed to their growth. And I think that as women, sorry, I just hit my computer if you guys heard that, but (laughs) I think that as women, it's so hard for us, right? Because it feels like we have to be the only ones, right? Because we look around and we're like, none of these men are looking like they're committing to themselves. So it has to just be me doing 100% of the work to try to make us both healthy. And I think that although it is true that the there is such a huge majority um, and percentage of men who are just totally not committed to themselves and totally just all over the place, completely not masculine, just really not doing the work themselves. There is a huge percentage of men who are really committed to themselves and doing the work. And the only way to actually grow that percentage is if women divest from men who are not who are not meeting our standards it means that women have to commit to ourselves a hundred percent set our standards and then wait if someone doesn't meet your standards it doesn't mean to lower your standards it means hold those hold them keep holding them and you know what will happen the more that women have standards the more that men will rise to meet them. The main objective of a man's life literally is to be with a woman. Look at the way that men act. At the essential core of what they're doing, all that they want to do is be with women. They want to have sex with women. They want to date women. They do all of this drama to try to be attractive to women. They want to be with women. We are the like attractive, um, we, women are like naturally beautiful, naturally attractive, naturally something to dote on. Men are very drawn to us, right? On the other hand, although we desire men, they're not really something that needs to be central to our lives. We Women can have completely fulfilling lives on our own. When women invest into themselves and truly divest from this very like um, little girl energy that is constantly seeking male validation when you step into your power you realize you really don't need men you can be on your own right and a lot of us are like yeah I can but I don't want to and the way that you will find someone who meets your desires is if you get in that energy where you can be on your own and then someone will meet you who you who makes it so that you don't have to be on your own, right? But you have to stand in your power and keep holding that because if you ever falter, if you ever settle, you will settle. If you lower your your standards, there will be a million men waiting for you. And then you will never receive what God had in store for you. So you have to keep holding your standard. And then even more than that, um, just as a communal for women, if we would like a hun- for if we would like for there to be more um more men that are meeting our standards, we have to hold our standards. Do we get that? Why do men, why would a man ever meet standards uh, like, you know, be emotionally intelligent, really work on himself, stop being fucking misogynistic? Like, why would he ever do any of that if there's a handful of women who will date him, who will suck his dick, who will have sex with him? There's just no reason He won't do it. He has no incentive. But what if those men could not date, get near, or have sex with any women at all? 
what if any man who didn't meet our standards, which were my standards that I found a man with, which were, you know, he's actively committed to anti-misogyny work. He's actively committed to himself. He is extremely wise and connected to God. He's actively emotionally intelligent. He consistently is working towards himself, working towards his highest embodiment. He is emotionally safe. He makes me feel emotionally safe. He makes all women feel emotionally safe. He has a provider mindset. He is respectful. All of these things I received because I held the standard. Through years of not receiving it, I held the standard and eventually the standard got met. High standards always get met. And low standards always get met as well. You just have to choose which standard you'd like to hold. So if we would like for there to be more men who are meeting our high standards, which doesn't necessarily have to be our desire because there will be one man who meets your who meets your standards. All you have to do is commit to yourself and hold it. And from there, there will be a man who will rise to your standards and meet you. However, if we would like there to be like, which, you know, is the world that I want to live in, where every man is meeting these standards. Every man is meeting these standards, so then you can just, um, you know, you feel safe with all men. You never, we never have these emotionally and physically unsafe situations. We're really dating from healthy spaces naturally. We don't have to really step into it as adults. If we would like to see that as a world, what women need to do is hold our standards so that men aren't being rewarded for their bad behavior. Men right now are being rewarded for being misogynistic, for objectifying women, for putting in little to no effort, for not being providers, for um, treating us like crap, for not rising into their power, for not being emotionally intelligent, spiritually intelligent, for not being safe. They're being rewarded for all of that. You know why? Because women are having babies by these men. Women are dating these men. Women are having sex with these men. So what they're receiving as a um as a reward for this as a response to this as a consequence of this they're saying i can still receive women's love women's attention and women's bodies and women's babies even though i act like i hate women and even though i treat this woman like trash and women in general like trash i can still receive this so what incentive do i ever have to change If we hold our standards, I promise you the world will change. When women return to themselves, the world returns to them to itself, (laughs) literally. So that's a major part of that was kind of, you know, a little rant. But if we want to see any widespread change, if you're disappointed with the dating that you see right now, all you have to do is hold your standard, not only for you, but for all women. And if you don't care about all women, just care about yourself because your standard will get met. Like I said, high standards always get met. Low standards also always get met. And when I was, I was kind of in my so for me, so getting into a healthy relationship was doing a ton of internal work taking full accountability for my life, stepping out of the victim mentality, um, ending my codependency patterns, ending my, my, um, my tolerance with abuse, ending my tolerance ending my tolerance with mistreatment, ending my tolerance with being treated poorly by men, all of these types of things I had to consciously choose because right now a lot of women are choosing. I will, we're signing up for the agreement. I am signing up to be mistreated if I can have this false sense that I'm in a relationship, that he fills my wounds. So it's this 
codependent relationship where both people are agreeing to sign up for something. But women are also agreeing, I will get treated badly if I can replay my wounds here. I will get treated badly. And don't and don't think that it's about love because it's not. None of the the idea of love that we're receiving right now is actually the real embodiment of love. We're not actually receiving any love at all. We're receiving trauma. We're receiving mistreatment. We're receiving infatuation. We're receiving love bombing. But none of that is the truth of love. So we're signing up to say, I will be mistreated if I, um, if you fill this void, if you falsely fill this void for me. So all of these types of things, if you end that commitment that you have with yourself and that you continually choose with another person, that's how you return to yourself and you step back into your body and you say, I am not going to be mistreated. I am going to choose myself. I am going to raise my standards and I'm going to choose solitude over mistreatment. So that is what I did. I chose my solitude over mistreatment. I started really raising my standards. The more that I became in tune with myself, the more that I came, became in tune with my self-worth, the more that I was... Um, you know, just doing doing my healing work, really investigating myself. I consistently, every second of the day, I'm aware of my patterns and when things, you know, not, I'm, I'm aware of the things that come up. So when something comes up, I have that awareness ready because I'm willing to look at myself. That's what I really mean. I'm consistently willing to look at myself. I'm consistently willing to be honest with myself. If you're willing to be honest with yourself, you're able to do the work because dishonesty with yourself, avoidance with yourself is what is what keeps you trapped. But when you're truly honest, radically honest with yourself about where you're at, what's coming up, how you're acting, what you're signing up for, then you can take some real change. And I think that the book, You Can Heal Your Life, I talk about this book a lot, but You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay, that book helped me a lot to step out of victimization, step out of abusive relationships, and step into um, my fullness of my life, step into my empowerment, step into my embodiment, and to really take accountability for myself. So that is part of, um, that's part of where I started really getting into a healthy relationship with myself. I went celibate, as you guys know, and I have a YouTube video coming soon. Um, so yeah, I have a, I'm editing it right now. Um, but yeah, I went celibate and I, um, I committed to myself. I got a therapist. I really started doing the deep work. I read books like You Can Heal Your Life. I stopped texting men. I stopped engaging with men. I was honest about myself with what types of voids I was using men to fill. I then filled those voids with my own love. I did all of this type of work with myself. And then from there, I was able to get into a healthy relationship after two years. After two years of that, um, I was able to get into a healthy relationship. And I will also say, make sure that you do not, um, you know, if you, I see women, they send me these messages all the time like, oh my God, I was celibate for two years and then I had sex with this guy and he was, you know, not great for me. What do I do? Get up, get back up, get back on. It is totally okay. You made a mistake, learn from it. Don't shame yourself. It's okay. You made a mistake. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
my guy. You're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Steak. Just get up, get back on the path. It's okay. You probably learned a little bit more about yourself. If you choose to be honest with yourself, you will learn from this. And just don't shame yourself. Just really take it as a learning experience and get back on. You know, you can make a mistake and you don't have to hold yourself in purgatory just because you made a mistake. It's okay to just make a mistake and to get back up and to keep going. And it's not... um the end of the world so just make sure that you aren't you know like using like these things to shame you and don't ever shame yourself either I know another um girl had been in my dms was probably like a year ago but she was talking to me about you know she just went celibate and now that she's really sitting with herself she's feeling a lot of shame about the sexual experiences she's had in the past and now she feels like unworthy of a partner and I the thing is um there's no need to feel any shame. You are completely whole and completely worthy and completely valid and loved and worthy of, of everything, um, no matter what your past is. And I think I think there's shame because of the misogyny, but more so I think it's the pain that we sit with once we realize we've allowed ourselves to be touched from unworthy hands, that we've allowed ourselves to be touched by hands that didn't have good intentions for us the hands that hurt our womb hands that that were not um didn't have loving intentions for us didn't have love in their hearts for us and had greed and you know misogyny and hatred and you know selfish lust and these types of things on their mind in their in their field that's what they wanted from us and those things can be painful to sit through and the most important thing you can do is sit with those feelings and not run away from those feelings and sit with those feelings and allow yourself to feel them and then let them go and realize and and be born anew because it's totally okay that you had these experiences. All of your experiences uh, made you who you are and all of your experiences led you to be the empowered, beautiful woman that you are becoming, that you are and that you're choosing to be. And any man who is also in his power will never shame you for any past experiences. All he wants is a woman that's in his power. If a man is in his power, he wants a woman in her power. And if you are in your power and you're owning yourself, um, that's all that matters. And if any man ever shames you, then he's not a true masculine man and he is not a man who's truly in his power. He is a weak man. Um, and yeah, just like embodying all of your pain. I saw something, um, one time that was like, it was like on Instagram and Loki, I was going to repost it, but I was like, people are going to make fun of me if I post this, <laughs> but it was like, it was kind of like a corny quote, but I really resonated it. It was like, um, it may be tea for you, but it's testimony, testimony for me. So move along. And literally though, like there's nothing that I'm embarrassed of. There's nothing that anybody can hold against me because I am fully comfortable with myself. I have accepted myself. I have sat with all of my feelings. So there's no feeling or emotion that you can hold against me. You can't hold shame against me. You can't hold anything against me because I 
know myself. I know my worth. I've sat with my experiences and that's my testimony. So you cannot shame me for it. Like literally that's my testimony. So literally bye. (laughs) So anyway, just have a lot of grace for yourself and um, take accountability for where you want to be and where you are. And also allow yourself to feel the emotions that come with, you know, sitting with the fact that you've, you know, maybe abandoned yourself and betrayed yourself and allowed yourself to be in situations with men that mistreated you or didn't have the right intentions with you and didn't honor you. And it's painful and traumatic for women to sit with, like, even if you only had one sexual experience with a man who didn't truly honor you, if that didn't truly respect you and love you and honor you, that is traumatic. And so when we sit with that and imagine, you know, we have many, I have had many of those experiences and, um, and yeah, that's painful. So, but don't shame yourself through it. Love yourself through it. You can't shame yourself into a version of yourself that you love. You can only love yourself and hold yourself accountable to the version of yourself that you want to be. Um, so the version that you want to, of yourself that you want to be already exists within you. You just have to rise into her and, step into her because she's literally already within you so you just have to rise into your power and then you are her anyway guys I just got a little distracted with that rant um also my boyfriend interrupted me in the middle of it he like came in the room asking for my book and so I was like got a little distracted but um I wanted to talk about healthy relationships and what that looks like so I was single and celibate single by choice for two years And I had been in a string of abusive relationships prior to that. And then when I realized, um, when I was honest with myself and I said, you know, I have gone as far as I can on my own. I have done all the work that I can on my own. I, um, and I think eventually once you have done all of the inner work that you can on your own, it's best to eventually get a mirror in front of you, a person who will be your mirror, who healthily and safely brings out these things so that they're not reaffirmed. So for example, um, my partner is the most trustworthy man literally in the whole world, right? So I trust him, sorry, I just like adjusted my seat, but <laughs> I trust him 1,000 million zillion percent and that level of trust is only given to a man who is worthy and who is um, safe and truly trustworthy, right? So he's a truly trustworthy man. So um, my I had been um, cheated on many times before, and I had experiences where I had been cheated on. I had experiences where my ex-boyfriend got other women pregnant. I had all of those experiences. <laughs> and And when I got into a relationship with my Um, partner with my life partner that I have now all of those feelings came up and the difference between a traumatic relationship a codependent relationship a trauma response relationship a trauma bond versus a divine union is in a or a healthy relationship which they are separate um A divine union has to be a healthy relationship, but a healthy relationship is not necessarily a divine union. Um, But both are great. But um, the difference is those things will come up and in a trauma bond or abusive relationship or a toxic relationship or an unhealthy relationship, they will be strengthened. So when my feelings of um, of past... um, past 
uh, betrayal came up and my feelings of insecurity came up, whatever, in a trauma bond or an unhealthy relationship, they'll be strengthened. I might find something on his phone. He might tell me I'm crazy. He might not be a trustworthy man. So that idea that I cannot um, trust men or I you know, all men are untrustworthy, all men cheat, all men do these things that make us uncomfortable. Maybe he's liking girls' pictures that are inappropriate. Maybe he doesn't listen to you and maybe he has a some girlfriends that he's too close to or things like that. The idea there is that your insecurities, your fears will come up and they will be strengthened in those relationships. However, in a healthy relationship or divine union, your fears will come up and they will be disproved. So your fear of, um, so my fear of betrayal came up and then it is liberated from my body because I realize I will never be betrayed in this space. My man is safe. He is trustworthy. I can trust him. I can trust his words. I can trust his actions. And from there, all of your fears, all of your pains, all of your wounds, are able to be smoothed out. They are able to be liberated from your body and alchemized into love and into a new um, a new understanding in your body. So instead of um, betrayal, there's trust. So that is the what happens in um, relationships. In all relationships, this is what happens. A f- your fears come up, your past fears come up, or maybe new ones get created in trauma bonds and whatnot. Um, but your fears come up, and then in the healthy relationship or the divine union, they're, they're not met and instead they're disproved and they're liberated. And in unhealthy relationships, they are proven, they, they prove to you why you need them. And, um, and it proves to you why you might have an idea that like, you know, um, you're never safe with men. And so therefore you need to protect yourself all the time. And then you get into a trauma bond. And of course, because you have that belief, you get into a trauma bond. And then the man that you're dating reaffirms this, right? He doesn't treat you well. He doesn't protect you. He makes you feel unsafe. So you then affirm to yourself, I'm never safe. I always have to protect myself. I have to have a hard outer shell. But then, you know, if you choose to do the work, eventually you will get into a safe and healthy relationship sorry I just hit my computer but a safe and healthy relationship and that belief will not be able to be met when you feel oh I have to put on a protective layer here or something like that because I'm not safe it will never be reaffirmed so in the healthy relationship the healthy relationship says I see that you are trying to to reinforce this old limiting belief but you can let it go because here it is not it's not necessary. You can put down your armor. You don't need to have this this hard outer shell. You're safe here. And so it creates a completely new belief in your body and really disproves all of your limiting beliefs. And so that is um, something that happens in healthy relationships and also um you know, rapid transformation, you feel safe in your body. It just rewrites. I think the the main thing for healthy relationships is that they really rewrite in your body and in your heart and in your brain all of your limiting beliefs. And um, I'm trying to think of just like examples of just also like apart from this, things that kind of, you know, you can think of as a, I don't know, like think of as a, 
you know, points of healthy relationship. Um, you know, I, with my, um, with my partner, I always feel emotionally safe. I always feel sexually safe. We communicate constantly and consistently. We don't avoid any feelings together. And also, it's not just me doing this. He is also doing this 100%. He's completely also invested in his emotional growth, in his um, in his growth as a man, in his growth as a partner, and he is consistently wanting to create a more safe space for me, a more loving space for me. So if I bring up a concern, he literally says, thank you for bringing up that concern. I want to rise to be a better partner for you. And so, you know, that happens. Um, it's just relaxing. Like I remember and like all I'm like, I can't believe I used to be in relationships that were like literally stressful. Like what the hell? Like I literally would be like actually stressed out. Like I would be up at night screaming, crying. I couldn't sleep. We were fighting all the time. Oh my God. I was like, I literally can't believe that I like chose relationships that were like bringing stress and unease into my life but we will as a as a species we will continually do that until we no longer have that desire for chaos within us when you no longer have the desire for chaos and an unhealthy relationship within you and you truly say no more and put your foot down and you commit to yourself you won't have this you won't have it you just won't have it anymore because you're not available for it anymore um So yeah, it's like relaxing. My relationship is relaxing. We honor our, you know, together time and our alone time. We spend a lot of time doing our own things. Like right now, um, you know, we're both on our own. We, although we live together, we have separate rooms and we sleep together at night, but we have separate rooms because both of us really like our solitude. Um, and it's important for us to both have our own space. So we do have our own bedrooms and we love that. Like I love having my own little space. And then, you know, we come together when we want to throughout the day. We probably spend more time together than we do apart throughout the day, but it's pretty even. Um, and we spend a lot of time just, you know, doing our own thing and on our own purpose and on our own path. So we honor our alone time and our together time. I always feel respected and something that he told me the other day was like, you know, whenever I bring a problem to you, you really take accountability and you make a change. Like you don't just ignore it or just say sorry and never make a change. Like you take accountability for it. You see where you went wrong and you make a change and it doesn't happen again. And he does the same for me. Um, Yeah, the relationship just brings more ease, more love, more, you know, stability, more relaxation in my life. He does a lot of little like acts of service for me because I really like that. He, you know, always is doing little things for me. Like he learned how to do my makeup the other day because I'm not so good at makeup and but I really like to have my makeup done and he's a really good artist. So he learned how to do my makeup so he can do my makeup. He, you know, buys me gifts a lot and um. He definitely has like a provider mindset. So that's really important too. That's something that I was looking for. I wanted a man with a provider mindset. Um, And yeah, so it's just, it brings more ease and relaxation in your life. And it also brings more accountability. It heals your wounds, but you have to be ready to rise and meet it. We also have our moments where we're both being faced with both of our shadows and in those moments we still choose love and one another we still choose one another we still choose to sit with our feelings and do the hard thing which is 
sitting with the rawness and the vulnerability of how you're really feeling and what's really coming up for you and being honest and being truthful about it instead of just fighting and letting it go away and you know not really ever taking accountability like when we have an argument or we have a fight or something like that it, we both take 100% accountability for how we created it and we look into our own selves and see how we might have um, contributed or what maybe past beliefs or learning beliefs are here or what is within us that created this and then we both come together from both taking 100% accountability and we create more expansion in our relationship. So any disagreement leads to more expansion in our relationship um, and yeah, so that's really important too. So anyway guys, this was like, I don't even know, a little Valentine's Day special. I'm super excited for Valentine's Day. I literally cannot wait. Um, wait, he doesn't listen to my podcast. Like I told him he can't because it's a girl space so guys I got him a uh wait I got him a juicer for valentine's day and I don't even want to hear it with like oh my god like girls you shouldn't get your guy like valentine's day presents he does so much for me that like I love getting him little gifts because yeah I just love doing that and he literally does everything for me and provides so much for me so it's literally like so fun for me to get him little gifts so he's been wanting a juicer guys from for so long ever since I met him so I got him like the Haram juicer. Apparently it's like the best one. It's like a slow masticating juicer or something. I don't know, but I got it and I'm so excited to give it to him. And he was literally talking about how much he wanted juicer yesterday and I got it like two weeks ago. So I'm really excited to give him this juicer. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give him to that that on Valentine's Day. And then guys, I also got him a little facial at my favorite facial place because he said he never had gotten a facial before. And yeah, so anyway, I'm pretty excited to give him those things. And then... Ah, yeah, it's just a good, just gonna be a good Valentine's Day. But anyway, guys, I love you. And also, if you don't have a partner on Valentine's Day, I haven't had a partner for years and I've loved my Valentine's Day. This is the thing. I'm so fulfilled with a partner, but I was also so fulfilled without a partner. So both of them are great. This is just something new because I've never had a partner on Valentine's Day, really. Um, and so, yeah, so if you're like, you know, by yourself on Valentine's Day, that's also super fun because it's just a celebration of your love for yourself. And yeah, so enjoy your Valentine's Day, everybody. And I love you so much and talk to you soon. And if you want to book a, a coaching session with me, you can do so at victoriadevall.com. And okay, love you guys. Bye. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.